Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, proudly delivering healthcare services across Iowa, specializing in mental health, substance use disorder treatment, and medical care with a special focus on LGBTQIA plus healthcare. More at ucsonline.org. Today is Wednesday. It is the 8th of November. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Des Moines voters have chosen a woman as mayor for the first time in the city's history. IPR's Grant Gerlach has more. Connie Boson won with 48% of the vote over fellow city council member Josh Mandelbaum, who came in at 46% in the unofficial results. Two other candidates, Denver Foote and Christopher Von Arks, combined for nearly 6%. Boson becomes mayor after serving as an at-large member on the city council since 2018. She says she's proud to put a mark on history. I was putting yard signs out and these little seven-year-old girls, I said, you know, I could be the first woman mayor. And they're like, really? How exciting? You know, you could tell in their tone, they understood that the opportunities are for everyone. Boson says she looks forward to working with the other council members, including Mandelbaum, to plan the city's future. Cedar Falls has a new mayor. As IPR's Grant Leo Winter reports, he'll be looking at his first term as a chance to move the city forward. Danny Loddick will assume office at the start of the new year. He is the executive director of Red Cedar, a nonprofit geared toward developing new businesses in the Cedar Valley and a graduate of UNI. At an election night event, Loddick said that his election, along with that of three new city council members, is a sign that Cedar Falls is ready to take a unified step forward. We know there's been a lot of politics and issues in the last six, eight years, and everyone's ready to just get back to what's the plan, what are we working toward, recognizing we still have some trust to rebuild and things to do, but just that sense of optimism of there's so much we could be doing and working on. Loddick won 79% of the vote. Previous Mayor Rob Green opted not to run for re-election. No bond money will go toward improving aging facilities in Iowa's second largest school district. Last night, Cedar Rapids voters said no in a bond referendum. A story from IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith. In order to pass a school bond, the Say Yes campaign needed 60% of voters to support it. But last night, 60% opposed it, dooming the $220 million effort. Cedar Rapids Superintendent Tawana Grover says the defeat doesn't eliminate the needs. The district will have some very tough decisions to make going forward. Again, we still have the same needs that we brought forth uh, from the beginning of this plan. Grover says the short campaign period was a challenge, as was the confusion among voters about what was and wasn't being agreed to with the bond. With its failure, no general bonds will be issued and district property tax rates will remain the same. Voters in Sioux City have chosen just one woman of color to serve on the school board of the city's majority-minority district. Trayla Lee was among four women of color running for five open seats on the board. A total of 11 candidates were on the ballot. Lee says she looks forward to continuing the legacy of her mother, Flora Lee. She was an activist and the first black woman elected to the board in the 1990s. 25 years ago, she was the board president of our Sioux City Community School District. I'm the only female on our new school board. So I am ready to take the challenge, I am ready to conquer, and I am ready to represent women. Board President Dan Greenwell was the only incumbent 
re-elected in Sioux City. Lynn Marr, school board incumbents had a good night. Things went less well for candidates endorsed by the right-wing political group Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty advocates against the discussion of LGBTQ rights or race and ethnicity in schools. Both incumbents Barry Buckholtz and Britannia Mori won re-election, and so did newcomers Katie Lowe Lancaster and Justin Foss. Three candidates supported by Moms for Liberty all lost. Voters in Polk County have overwhelmingly approved a $350 million bond issue to help fund construction of a new terminal at the Des Moines International Airport. About 80% of voters supported that measure. And this is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. A construction project underway in downtown Des Moines looks to transform sections of Lazy River into a chain of whitewater parks, except those same sections of river are often contaminated with high levels of nutrients or bacteria. IPR News has been reporting over the last few weeks on questions of water quality in Iowa. Today, IPR's Grant Gerlach explains why supporters of new river trails say they have water quality in mind. Here in downtown Des Moines is where the raccoon flows into the Des Moines River and then immediately runs into an obstacle, the Scott Street Dam. This is a hot spot for fishing, but there are signs all over warning people about going into the water because low head dams like this create a deadly undertow. A crane on the water here is a sign this area is in for a change. In central Iowa alone, we have 150 miles of waterways, but we're really disconnected because of the low head dams. That's Hannah Inman of the Great Outdoors Foundation, which helped launch a project called ICON, or the Iowa Confluence Water Trails. The $125 million development will modify three low-head dams to clear the way for river features such as kayak launches and wading pools. ICON Executive Director Stephanie Oppel explains the plans for Scott Street. We will have a whitewater feature here that's going to be really exciting that people will be able to surf, um, do some of that more intense whitewater activity at this site. That's right, surfing the Des Moines River. Oppel says ICON will attract tourism, but the vision goes beyond that. These rivers exemplify Iowa's chronic water quality problems. Nutrients and sediment threaten aquatic life, Runoff from farm fertilizer drives up nitrate levels. Des Moines Water Works has to filter it out again to make it safe to drink. Apple believes drawing people to these rivers can lead more of them to consider what's in the water. Once people are engaged with Icon Water Trails, then they have an investment, right, that activates their um, desire to see more happen in water quality and in activating our rivers and, and waterways. Before ICON invites people to the river, Polk County has been studying what the water quality looks like now. Ecologist Amanda Brown says there are always risks, but the first thing to recognize is that standards for recreation are different than for drinking water. For instance, nitrate is not a risk for swimming or paddling. Instead, the risk comes from bacteria or microbes that can make you sick. E. coli is an indicator for waterborne pathogens from livestock, wildlife, even sewer systems. And Brown says high E. coli levels do appear in Des Moines area rivers, but it's hard to communicate in real time. You can go in and you can literally take a sample with your with a bottle and you can hit that plume and you're going to have a super high level. If you would have gone 10 minutes later and you would have gone to the exact same place, you could have zero E. coli. Brown's advice is to enjoy the river with that risk in mind, 
Avoid drinking the water and wash your hands afterwards. But let's go back to the big picture behind ICON to reopen the river and improve water quality at all levels. Backers say there are direct and indirect ways that could happen. The Great Outdoors Foundation is fundraising around ICON. Hannah Inman says the goal is to raise around $20 million in private money. That could unlock hundreds of millions more through federal programs to install water filtering wetlands on farms upstream. By finding those individual landowners that want to do this, and there's a lot of them out there, we're able to enact change on a much more um, accelerated basis than the traditional model. Iowa's current strategy to improve water quality relies on incentive programs like this. But Polk County Administrator John Norris says voluntary measures aren't causing the systemic change that's needed. Norris believes ICON could bring more force to the effort by building a sense of ownership. Our water supply and drinking water is is tied to those rivers being clean and usable. Now recreation uh, will be tied to those waters being clean and usable. Um, And that, I think, will increase expectations and hopefully public demand that our policymakers do something. The water trails are an investment in connecting people with the rivers in their own backyard. He hopes what flows from that is a change of perspective that alters the state's course on water quality. I'm Grant Gerlock, IPR News. That story is part of an IPR News series called The Question of Quality, looking at what has and hasn't changed since Iowa adopted its nutrient reduction strategy. You can check back on stories you missed at IPR.org. And that is here first. From IPR News, I'm Michael Leland. Have a great day.